Cut. Oh, fucking cut. Now I'm gonna you go buy, no, I'm, no, I'm gonna go purchase one. That's the problem. This this ain't for me. Well, I was like, you no, know, the background is mom and dad was addicted to crack cocaine. Okay. Right? All praises to the most high. Hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Doc Holiday Show where we love to uplift black men. Black woman, black teen, black child, black royalty. And today I am joined by another black royal, my guy, my brother, the baddest man in media, not only in Memphis, he'll tell you in the whole world, on the whole earth. Thaddeus Matthews. Thaddeus, what's up, brother? Man, I need to have you go around the country with me introducing <laughs> me. Hey, man. I ain't had the... an intro like that in a long time. Man, first of all, man, thank you for coming, Thad. No, man, it's my honor. It's, it's a privilege be here on your show. I've watched you all these years. We've we garnered a friendship. Yeah. And um man, it's just it's just an honor to be here. Well thank you, Thad. Now I, I know about you, man, and most people uh, uh, know about you. Just give them a brief brief history upbringing of, of Thaddeus Matthews, man. Memphis, Tennessee, whatever. You know, just just brought a, up. Yeah, yeah. Brought up in a little area in North Memphis. Called New Chicago. New Chicago. Do you New know Chicago. Yeah, about New I know, Chicago? Yeah, I used to work at Douglas High School. I know about North Memphis now and that, all of them. That, I know it's something Douglas, different. Douglas is not. That's Douglas. Yeah, I know. And I know it's different. New Chicago. Chicago. It's New Chicago. Yeah. New Chicago, where the old Firestone plant yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Jackson Cookie Company mm -hmm. was. That's where I, um, I grew up. Um, I went elementary school to a Catholic school, oh, of right. all places. Um uh, in North Memphis. Wow. On Valentine Street. It was called St. Anthony's. I got kicked out of school in the third grade. I I hit a How the hell see, you get kicked I, out in I, the third I, grade, right. bro? Mother Superior. Okay. So I, I remember her name, Sister Comanza. Uh I had did something. I was a mischievous child. And I was in the office to get a spanking with a plastic baseball bat. The phone wrong. She got on the phone, and me being mischievous, I knocked her bonnet off her head, or whatever you call that thing on her head. Yeah, the little, yeah, the I little thing, the white like thing. Like the yeah. flying yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knocked it off her head. They put me out of school in the third grade. I left there <laughs> Uh, and and believe, tuition was only eight dollars a month. Oh wow! For uh, non-Catholics, it was four dollars a month for the Catholics. I went there. I went to uh, from there to Chicago Park Elementary in New Chicago. From there to Manassas, and I was in the first year of busing, uh, 1971, 72. And I went, I was bused from there to Frazier High School, okay? I got kicked out of Frazier High School. I led the first walkout, okay? Um, I led the walkout with the back end of the Memphis Urban League and some other black organizations. And they would not, after the walkout was over, and after I cussed the psychologists out, uh, Name was Curtis Dillahunt. He's still in Memphis, I think. And uh, when you do things like this, you get other black people 
who think you're crazy when you stand up for what your principles are. First time I was on TV, Channel 5, my auntie did not know I had led the walkout. She's at the house, and I hadn't said nothing either. And the news came on, and there I was. No reprimand, because I was always taught to stand up for what you believe is right. So they put me out. Curtis Diller Hunt came in. He's a psychologist for the Board of Memphis City Schools at the time. And he went through the psychology questions, and he asked me, do you love your mama? And I asked him, motherfucker, do you like yours? <laughs> now I'm on your show. No, 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 it's good. No, it's this. Okay. No, no, talk. Okay. no, be you, bro. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you good. I don't no. miss you. No, 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 you okay. good. We be, you know, hey, we had yeah. a conversation. What was the walkout about, though? It was because, it was discrimination. Okay, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I think that the greatest mistake that happened to our school system was integration. Okay. I went from Manassas High School where I was in the marching 120 under the late Emerson Russell Abel Jr. To be in that band, you had to be great. Mm -hmm. I was a trumpet player. I go to Frazier, and you ain't good enough, but you want to use my trumpet. I had my own trumpet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at that time, how old are you? 48. Damn, you was a little bit boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, at that time, black women, it was the trend, had brown streaks in their hair. Mm -hmm. So a rule was created that black girls could not be on the cheerleading squad if you had a streak in your hair. Okay? Oh, wow. We went from that to we were all at Frazier High School. All the blacks were put in the back of the auditorium. Okay? For assembly. And then I guess the biggest straw was we got ready to vote for school officials, or leadership, and they charged us a poll tax. And I've been to that says, that's illegal. Mm -hmm. Okay? How are you going to charge us a poll tax? And the white principal, name was Roby, told me to set my ass down. Said, okay. I didn't say nothing, but I started telling other people. I started, I called, made some calls. I was radical even then. I called the Urban League, told them what was going on. And they locked all of the black guys up in the library and let the white, I mean the black female students wander the school they were being harassed and jumped by the um, whites at the school. Frazier, at that particular time, was basically yeah. a white area. Mm -hmm. And uh, we they locked us up. We took a library table, threw it through the glass window, uh, <laughs> broke the window. Fight started. The next morning, with the support of the Urban League, we didn't get off the bus. Many of us. Some had to because they were scared. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's how the walkout started. So my being radical did not just start a few years ago. It's a, It's been a long time coming. Now, talking about, you know, you being radical, whatever, I mean, you know, you, you do 
I've been knowing you because I know I know how hard it is in this media thing. I've been in trying to, you know, mainstream media, and mm-hmm. it's extremely hard mm-hmm. for us because it's certain shit they expect us to deal with, and you know what I'm saying? I ain't never been the one really to deal with it. <laughs> I'm going to work, and I'm going to make you money, but mm-hmm. I ain't dealing with all that bullshit that you, you know what I'm saying? So And you want to get paid. Right? And, and you want to get paid better right, because right. they don't want to pay you the right. same, but you've been going independent of this thing for a long time. When did the bug hit you like, okay, I want to get in this media thing and all the steps because I know people see Thaddeus Matthews is polarized. They're like, I can't stand that motherfucker. But then, like, some people are like, man, he does some great things. Mm-hmm. And other people are like, he make me laugh. So, mm-hmm. but what point did the media bug hit you and you like, okay, this is the route I want to take? I went into radio quite by accident. It'll be 42 years next week. Wow. I had a wife and a baby. Okay. And didn't have no job. I had always been in sales. I worked at IBM. I grew up in the funeral business as an undertaker. And I was riding around. And there was this new radio station on the air. A guy out of Chicago by the name of Perfect Span had brought a blues station. I didn't know nothing about the blues. I'm a young preacher. Okay. I knew gospel music. So it was WXSS, 1030 on your AM dial. They were looking for salespeople. So I said, okay, I can sell anything. So I went acquired. Uh, you would have to understand who Perfect Span was. Perfect Span was a, was a promoter. Uh, Perfect Span was a little on the shikes this side, okay. Uh, they hired me. I sold advertising. But in selling me the advertising, I was in the studio, and I go by the studio. Now, this is the day, oh, you probably got in business. We had the knobs. Oh, yeah, yeah, on the, yeah, that's that old <laughs> shit. Yeah, that's that old shit right huh? there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's old school. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Had, we had turntables. Uh-huh. We even had cassettes. Wow. (laughs) Damn. Okay. Yeah. That's how far I go back. Yeah. And we had this guy on the air, Altural Arkansas. His name, he probably did now. He was old then. (laughs) His name was Brother Perry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother Perry had a Jerry Curl. Okay. Uh He's an old deacon. And he'd be sitting there on the air uh, with his Jerry Curl juice dripping on the floor, uh-huh. and uh, sitting there with the legs cocked up, talking to all them good Christian sisters. You, know, you, you will find that some of the biggest holes is in the <laughs> church. If you want to find a real hole, go to church. Oh, man. Boy, uh, he be sitting there mm-hmm. macking. They come by the station. I said, shit, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that. And I kept watching him. I said, damn, I can do that. So I didn't want to be a salesman no more. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be on radio. So, again, you got to go back and you got to understand Perry Span. He was all about that money. Mm-hmm. I had sold a gypsy commercial. I'm the first one in Memphis that did, are you trouble, are you sick, do you have bad luck? Those those type. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, I want, I, want, I want to be on the radio. It was 
gospel in the morning, then blues after I think it was nine. Okay. They told me I could have his job. If I went out and sold $5,000 in radio advertising, I could have his job. Okay. I can have his job. If I go out and sell $5,000, I went out, I sold the $5,000, they fired him, and that's how I didn't know a thing. I didn't know a thing when I said that. I didn't know nothing about turning the knobs and none of that, but I could talk. Okay? I uh, knew gospel music. I had been MC of many church programs. I had the voice. I said, shit, okay, let's do this. And that's how I broke off into it. And you've been doing amazing ever since. Now, as I say, Thaddeus, how, how do you, how did we get to this point? Because Thaddeus Matthews with baddest man and media person in Memphis. And you, I, I know you, you even know that you are polarizing. How, you know, when people well, when come you at you, polarizing. because you know you hear you hear people say that I can't that motherfucker Thaddeus Matthews. God damn, you had that, you had that, and I said fuck him. <laughs> I, I know that's okay. what I'm saying. So how did you deal with that? Because the way you maneuver and you you piss a lot of people off, but then at the same time, a lot of people respect you and love what you do. How do I ain't you got no balls? Okay, yeah. and I'm free. Yeah. Okay. See, you can't do what I do when you ain't free. Yeah. You work for mainstream media. Mm -hmm. You can't be yourself. Yeah. You know, you got a script or you got a teleprompter. Mm -hmm. Okay? You can't go off the teleprompter. And you know some of that shit that you are reporting is foul. Mm -hmm. Okay? Especially when it comes to us. Yeah. Many of us don't want to hear the truth. Many of us will never acknowledge the truth. And when I sit on the air and I say that the black church has been one of the greatest detriments to the black man, that fucks you up. Because first of all, you've held your religion in a box. So I read, and I had to start the reading, man. I had to start the reading. I had to start the research. And I guess that's what makes me one of the best investigative reporters in town is because I read, I research, and then I get allowances with people. And even though I polarize some, actually, why? I, I'll get folks that'll come up to me and say, you know, I used to not like you. Yeah. I said, why? I heard, okay, well, did you know me? Did I say something that was untruthful? No, it's just the way you said it. Well, hell, you're going to have to get over the way I said it. That, that's that's the way it is. So, Marcus, I, I you know I don't shit. I don't I don't care about what people say. Okay, I got fired from some radio stations, and that's what made me go independent. Yeah. Okay, getting fired from radio stations, getting fired from people with from people who are my bosses who had never been on the air. Okay, nobody knew your name. Okay, and, well, we think that you should do. No, you don't, you can't think 
in this business, in the old days of radio, man, you had to be a personality. Mm-hmm. Okay. You didn't play by the clock. Okay. Yeah. You didn't go with this, you can't say your name but once an hour. You gotta play four of these type of records, then three of these type, then a commercial, then you get no. You were a personality. You had audience appeal. Okay. People, the old jocks that even from Memphis, the Nat Williams, the honeymoons, all of these guys were personalities. Ain't been no school to get this. This is a God-given gift that I have. And the word says, and your gift will make room for you. I don't do shit else. I ain't going to work no nine to five. I think Manuel is a is a crazy Mexican or somebody. I ain't even do that. But this is how I've done what I do, man. This is what I do. Not give a damn about what people say and give a damn about what I need to say, what I need to do, and what black folk need to hear. Now, being independent, like I said, I know how hard it is in this business, man, to do it when you working for mainstream media. Sure. How have you overcome all those challenges, man, setbacks, because you have studios, you're here, you're here, but you're still doing it. You're still making your way through it, and you're still finding a way to make a living, man. Talk about it's some perseverance, of- man. Yeah. It's don't give up. Mm-hmm. When your enemies come, still got to remember he prepares the table for you in their presence, okay? Let me tell you something. I just, a few years ago, I just finished eight years of doing cable TV. I paid $76,000 a year to the black production company. I made six figures, and the first number wasn't one, okay? Because as controversial as I am, this is what you want to see. Yeah. Okay? You don't want to see me uh, talking about the flowers and the doctor shows and shit like that. That ain't what you want. You want me to see, see me talking about them, motherfucker. You, yeah. you, you want me to talk about them. You want me to expose them. You yeah. want me to expose everybody but you, but you, you yeah. want me here. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, what did this pastor do? What did that pastor do? What did that politician do? So you figure out in this game what your game is. My game was controversy. And just like pussy, it'll always sell. Okay? You come to watch me because I'm controversial. <laughs> that's that's the only reason. I'm listening, I'm listening, bro. Go, keep okay. going. Oh, what I said about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep going, man. You know that it always sell. Go ahead. You, you <laughs> fuck me up with that, but you're right. You go ahead. I, I'm, I'm it'll always sell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even at Christmas time, somebody oh, right now trying to get $40. Oh, so, man. Oh, but yeah. it, 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 it sale. It was my niche. It yeah. was my gimmick. It was my stick. Okay? It worked for me when I did the radio talk show. When I was on my radio talk show, at 3 o'clock in the evening, I controlled this city. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Uh, the white folk. Okay? And you'll be surprised at the large number of white folk that watch me. White folk watch me to know what the rest of the black folk are doing, mm-hmm. okay? 
white folk, to white folk, I say some of the things that they wish they could say. Mm-hmm. When I say, nigga, get up off your ass and go to work. Take care of your family. I'm tired of you motherfuckers just getting uh, 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 these little checks, these little stimulus checks, and I'll go out and, uh, how many TVs y'all gonna buy in one year? Okay, every time they give you a stimulus check, uh, Walmart puts on a sale uh, from a 50 inch to a 70 inch to a 75, 80 inch. You ain't even got 80 inches of wall in your house. <laughs> but you, you, yeah. you understand? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I say the things because a lot of people say it's tearing down blacks, but it's uplifting you. Quit waiting on the white man's check, okay? Yeah. Man, you out here, you out here struggling, I'm out here struggling, but I refuse to be a slave, okay? I refuse to be like uh, the guy in the movie, P-Boss, okay? Can I go pee? Yeah. Uh-uh. If I need to take a break, I take a break. I work, and people don't realize, you work harder for yourself mm-hmm. than you Ooh. do anybody else. And I persevere, man. When I get knocked down, okay, I sit there for a minute, tear my roll, dry that shit off, get up and put my big boy drawers on, and I got to figure out another way. Like we were sitting here a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. shit, some new ideas are gave to me just sitting in your studio. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll am be 65 years old, April 1st, mm-hmm. and I ain't through yet. Yeah. Okay. If they didn't like me in 2021, God damn it, 2022, get ready to put your hate, your, your hate on for me. Because yeah. I'm going to make you hate me. I make the devil hate me every morning. When I wake up at 530, when that clock go off, he be sitting there waiting. Damn, I hope that motherfucker did. <laughs> uh-uh, motherfucker. Here I is. I go in there and play them. I do four hours of blues <laughs> in the morning. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I go do that. Yeah. I thank God for that. And, you know, and here's the thing about doing what we do. When I got ready to go back and do blues, the white man said, that uh, we want you to do it from the house. At first, I said, well, they just don't want me in their studio. Then I fi- found out I can do this shit at the house. I got me a mic, got me a board, got me computers. I can play my music at the house in my drawers. Yeah. If it's snow on the ground, long as the Wi-Fi is working, I'm on the air, okay? It's learning to be industrious, going with the flow. And, man, I just keep going. I persevere. I work hard. That's it. That's it. And you know I can talk, so you. No, no, I love you, it, bro. This, you, you have to go and throw no, no, in. No, no, this, this is your show. I be no, acting like this is Thaddeus No, Matthews this show. is what it's for, though, man. It's for the people to, for, to talk to you and for the people to get to know you better, the ones who don't know you. And I can't imagine anyone that don't know you. But Thaddeus, talk about, I guess, maybe your lowest point. What has been your lowest point, and, and how did you make it through it, and how did it make you feel when you was at your lowest point? In this business? Yeah, just in life, period. You know, Something has happened, you know, because you said, see, people see, people will be surprised that you, you said, I, I, I'll tear my roll and I wiped it off and I kept it pushing. Well, I guess the biggest thing has been in the last few years, in the last six years, I lost my mother. Uh, 
then I lost a son to drunk to a drunk driver. Um, and then to look at family, man, I got a brother right here in, in Memphis that I have not seen in six years. Okay, the jealousy, and I don't know what. You now we got the same mama. We ain't got the same daddy, but we got the same mama. Uh, I'm right here in Memphis. Okay. I'm the ease of somebody to find. Yeah. Uh, I tried to do some things after my mama's death uh, to do a camaraderie thing. Yeah. Okay. It, uh, it, it did not happen. It did not happen. So I guess the Lord's point is tragedies. Personal tragedies. I ain't had no real low points in this business because I always knew I could persevere in this. But the, well, I lost I lost my aunt that raised me. See, I'm the product of a mother that was 16 years old mm. when I was born, and my aunt was already raising her. Well, somebody said, your mama was fast. Yeah, but if my mama had been fast, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and, you know, and, and when you get technical about it, Mary was 16 when she had Jesus. So um, I never knew my father. I didn't even know what my father looked like until about uh, six, seven, eight years ago. Okay. Mm. He was dead. Okay, and I walked into this place that I went to often, and it's and there was this guy that knew my my father's side of the family, and said, "Your daddy dead." I said, "That motherfucker been dead to me all my life." Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you a program from your daddy's funeral. I said, "Okay." And. I didn't think nothing about it. Now, I went through a cycle, though. I went through a cycle, man. Prior to even finding this out, who am I? Yeah. Okay. I know I cuss like my mama. I sing a little bit. My mama could sing. I got some of my mama's old fucked up ways. My mama had some fucked up ways. Okay. I had, I, I, I had some of those ways. <clears throat> But understanding the biology of it all, who am I? Because it had to be a man somewhere. Okay. So I wonder about that. The one discussion as growing up that my mom never had with me. And I was raised by my aunt, but my mama was there. Okay. Yeah. And we didn't talk about my dad. I was grown when I even asked what his name was. Okay. I didn't want to know the story of why he wasn't around because I had a good childhood. Mm -hmm. I wasn't poor and uh, homeless yeah. and raggedy. Uh, my aunt raised me well. My mama raised me well. I had a great grandmama. I had a grandmother. Okay. But when the guy, the guy caught me at this place, 
gave me the program. I looked at the his picture on the program. You know, we all got a pro a picture on the program. Mm -hmm. We favored. He, he wore glasses. Then I started reading his obituary. They said that he was a business person. He had owned a newspaper. I had owned a newspaper. He was in the politics. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the politics. He was very blunt, and he always said exactly what was on his mind, even if people didn't like it. I said, damn. It's some DNA mm -hmm. in there. So then I go on this family hut. Uh, I didn't know any of his people. So I, um, the preacher that, there was a preacher that did remarks uh, on his, on there that lives here in Memphis. I called the preacher. I left on his message who I was. Now, when I call a preacher, nine times out of ten, they think, Damn, he's been a bus mask. Yeah, okay. For something, yeah. So yeah. I, I had to call him two or three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let him know and, everything was cool. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. And he put me in contact with the wife. Um, I met the wife here in Memphis. She started bawling crying when I walked in because she said, I look, and she had never met me. She said, I look just like him. Found out I had some sisters. Um, one was the same age that I am. She was in uh, um, in Texas. She's passed away. And that thing didn't go well either. I had one sister here that is the very image of my oldest daughter. Okay. And uh, she's in real estate. Last name is Williams. If I could think of her first name right now, I would. Um, but we all met, had dinner. I paid for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I throw that in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, I was sitting up on the air one night on the cable show. And I get a text from her. Because... I was going against our pastor right then, Brandon Porter. Brandon and I, you know, shit. We've known each other since small kids. Mm -hmm. So I come at his ass. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and when we see each other in Houston's, hey, how you doing? Okay, we we have a uh we have a rapport. So she texts me while I'm on there. I can't be your sister. We can't have no relationship because you're talking about my pastor. I said, damn. Okay. And I'm on the air. Yeah. I'm reading this on there. So I got to maintain show. Okay. But then I found out that the, Sharon, Sharon Williams, that's her name. Then I found out that the real reason that you didn't want me to be your brother was 
you were screwing another preacher in town, and all your children was by this married preacher by the name of C. Miller Douglas, who's dead right now. And, and you thought, and he probably convinced you, that if I found out, I'd bust him out. So those, I mean, those periods are lows. But man, I'm so over that. You know, I wish my brother and I had a reputation. But I ain't going to run after you. Yeah. Okay? I've, I've, I've extended the olive branch for my mama died. Mm -hmm. And, you know, somebody said it was petty me when my mama died. Uh, my mama was real slick. I went picked this great, big old, beautiful, baseball casket out. And uh, <laughs> Ed Ford Sr., my friend, we've been friends since my, my young days and NJ Ford and so on when it was on Jubilee. Mm -hmm. um, called me and said, Mama spent that insurance money, uh, got a loan on it or something. I said, okay. What we gonna do? I said, I'm gonna pay for it. Okay. That's my mama. Okay. I know she was slick. Hell I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I got her DNA. Yeah, so I yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I said, okay, I'll pay for it. Didn't nobody else have no money. None of my uh brothers, uh my I have one sister, she, she bought the flowers that go in the casket. And um when it came time to put a headstone down. Didn't nobody have no money. So on the headstone, uh, it says, by your son, Thaddeus. <laughs> you just put your name on that? <laughs> Ain't nobody else's name on her. This is by your son, Thaddeus. Oh, the mother broke ass niggas didn't give me oh. shit. <laughs> <laughs> do, you think, do you think they were petty? No. You just say, it is what it is. You paid it's for what it? it is. I paid for it. I told him. I put a picture on it and all that. Give me some money on it. Yeah, yeah. If, just give me a little something. Mm -hmm. If you don't give me no, so I, oh, fuck it. So, back your son Thaddeus. Now Thaddeus, I mean, I I, I can't do nothing but laugh, man. I I, I can't do nothing but laugh. I, I I feel you, but I, I get it. But now you've had some big battles too with people here in town, and what really across the country, you know. You've had, you've had some battles. You know what I'm saying. You've had some some clashing of the head. Is, is there any adversary? What you think your biggest battle? has been with people coming at you or you going at them, vice versa? You know, I've, Tank went out to me, okay? The singer Tank? Singer okay. Tank, he went out to me uh, on his little TV show. Uh, I had a girl at the office, big-breasted girl. She wanted to take a picture. I laid my head on the dresses. So, next thing, it, it was on my, it was on, on social media. Next thing I know, you're talking about me on, on your little BET program. I said, damn. You got a problem with me laying my head on some titties? Then I found out that he do all the gay shows and shit. That's all shit. Okay. I said, and, and I sent a message to him. I said, you want to make your show interesting? Bring me on your show mm -hmm. with all you little guys that want to sit around and talk about me. Okay. Yes, I am a preacher. Okay, I'm licensed and ordained as a Baptist preacher, but I, I'm non-denominational now. Mm -hmm. But I'm a preacher that's real. I, I drank, okay? I go just got back from the casino, okay? Uh, I, I believe in fucking. 
Okay. Okay. I'm real about who I am. Okay. I don't shy away from being real. And um, he wouldn't put me on. So his little, I said, your little show finna go in away. And it's gone. K Michelle. Yeah, man. I mean, what's I mean, what's the deal with you and K Michelle, man? I saw that I, I you know, I'm like, dang, okay, they they at each other. I know y'all went at it at a rust. What I mean, what's what's the deal with you and K Michelle? K Michelle. Trifling. She just trifling as she can be. K Michelle went out to a friend of mine who is a judge. Okay? Uh oh da 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 da. Okay. Friend called me. I said, man, what's the real deal on this? I got all the paperwork. Damn, she ten, fifteen thousand dollars on renting a mansion here in Shepherd County. Okay. And when they get when the white man wanted his thing back, I mean you just can't owe ten thousand dollars in in back rent and you're supposed to be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. She went in and got some uh Pink paint and just messed up all the man's antique wood. Oh, wow. So I just called her the trifling bitch that she was. Uh, and it went from there. It, it went all over s- social media, shade room, every, everybody. And then I was downtown eating one day. I didn't even know her. And she had a little queer-looking boyfriend with her. Uh, can I say Quill on your show? Yeah, man. I Quill. mean, that's you, man. Yeah. Be yourself, had, man. Had that little, that little Sims boy. Mm. Looked like he had more sugar in, in him than she got. Mm. <laughs> Brought uh, God Charles. Do, do you remember God Charles Sugar? Uh-uh. No, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. <laughs> Don't you don't remember Godshaw Sugar? No. Boy, he was coming a big five pound. Oh, Godshaw oh. okay. Sugar. So I'm sitting there. I don't know her. This is one of my advertisers. I'm in there patronizing. I'm eating. Me and my assistant, I'm sitting there eating. So she tells the, the owner, if you don't put him out, I'm going. So the owner comes and tell me. Because she don't know what to do. She don't want to piss me off. And she don't want to piss off. So when she comes in, I said, fuck her. I don't know the little skinny bitch no way. I don't look at skinny women. Okay. Uh, I'm over, I'm way across the room. So now you're talking loud enough for me to hear you. I said, Lord, right on my tongue. Let me eat these three pounds of crab legs I got sitting here. Then she just kept on mouthing, kept on mouthing. I mean, put that motherfucker out. I said, no, bitch, you do it. You and your little girlfriend, I mean your boyfriend, y'all do it. So it went where she went, called the police and uh, told the police I was down here and I was harassing her. Didn't nothing become of it. But I have, I've had some big battles. I got a big battle going on now with a wannabe talk show host uh, here in Memphis, Tawini, I mean Tawana, uh Murphy. I filed a uh, million-dollar lawsuit knowing she ain't got but $100. If she got that, she's going to have to borrow it. Uh, but I go through these battles. I, Frank Ray and I have, ba- have battled, okay? Pastor Frank Ray. Yeah, Pastor Frank Ray. We've been, and, and Frank and I are all right right now. I saw him one day, and we nodded at each other. I wasn't pastoring when I first talked about 
And I wanted to say, man, now I understand. Now I understand. So, I, yeah, I've had some major battles, but every battle makes my name bigger. Okay? They be, my enemies become my stepping stone. Okay? It got me um, with K. Michelle, 50,000 new followers. Okay? Um, to one ain't going to give me nothing. Okay, but uh, Tank, it stayed out there. It got me on national TV. It got me on national radio programs. And what I try to, and it is say to these guys that do uh, this thing on Facebook and stuff like this, and because I had a guy last week telling me I should be embarrassed about what I was talking about, the way I was talking about uh Tawana Murphy. And the thing I had to let them understand is there's a difference in you and me. You're local. Okay? You're Shelby County. My name is a brand. Okay? I make money. Y'all got jobs and shit. I ain't got no job. Who gonna hire me at 65 years old? I ain't got no job. You know, my wife's done already went and called them people, called the Medicaid people and all that. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. Uh-oh. She just said, I just want you to be ready. I said, oh. I said, okay there, baby. Okay, hey, it is what it is. But, man, I'm, I'm just who I am. Yeah. You know, I don't mean nobody no harm. I'm just out to work. But I tell these guys, you ain't me. Okay. Look at my numbers, look at yours. Look at my audience. I have a national and international base. Uh, the only time I met young Dolph, okay, was for him to pay me, okay? He contacted me. He wanted to use my name in uh, that rap. And I don't look at rap, listen to it. But it was one where he was the Django type thing, okay? And he put in there, Memphis, the home of Elvis Presley and Thaddeus Matthews. He paid me. Yeah. Okay. I said, thank you. Yeah. Sony has paid me. Freddie Gibbs, I'm on his. They paid me five grand for a video. For 30 seconds. That's a shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Put my name on the covers. So I do more than what people see me do. And there are some things I don't even announce that I do because I know I got haters. So, uh, and some things that just move silently on. But, and that's, and I, I don't mean these local guys in the disrespect, but we're different. Okay? I've worked 42 years come next week. I was on the radio, man, when the CD came out. And I said, this little bit of thing ain't gonna last. Now you can't find a turntable at a radio station yeah. nowhere. So that's what it is, man. Well, I, I know you've been putting in work, man. I know you put in a lot of great work, and I know you deal with a lot, you know, because I don't know how you do it because I'd be ready to throw hands in a blank of an eye, and I know no. you've been in situations. You just cut some motherfucker out and just keep them going. Yeah. Okay. You just, man, I was having high blood pressure uh, earlier this year. Uh my doctor said I might have to have a triple bypass and all that shit. But thank God, man, I ain't had none of that stuff. 
I got my days I don't feel good. Okay. I got I'm 65. I try to explain for I'm 65. I ain't 25. I got a cane now. Okay. There are days that my knee don't don't work. And I ain't gonna get no replacement. They say you get some new stuff when you get to heaven. That's why I get my some new knees. But I, I, I carry it and my wife convinced me to carry my cane through the airport. They give you them little roller things, and they roll you all the way through. You don't yeah. have to get them you long lines. You gotta get them line. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, take advantage of that. But I had no. I had been. I said, man, I'm gonna end up all over social media with my cane, and I got a pretty cane now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she said, I had to go to Atlanta for a day, and you know that Atlanta airport. Yeah. You got to get off, walk a, yeah. a mile, it's then like, get a it's, train. It's huge, man. Yeah. No, I, I took my guy $20, and he rolled me all the way, put me on the train, took me off, rolled me all the way to my limousine that was waiting for me to do the gig that I had to do in Atlanta. No, I'm going to carry my cane. I take pictures with it now mm-hmm. because I'm not ashamed of the fact I got a cane. Yeah. Long as some other things working, I don't give a damn about my knees. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I totally understand, man. You know, it, 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 it's a great conversation. I'm glad you came, man. Is anything you want to add, Thaddeus, before we get out of here? Is that time out? No, I mean, I'm just saying, man. I mean, you, if you got more know. you want to talk, man, hey. I got, I got 42 years. I mean, I, I, I just enjoy talking to you, brother. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I enjoy it because I know the work you've been putting in and the things you go through and the stuff you have to deal with, I mean, you know, your solution is you just say you just curse the motherfucker out and just keep it pushing. That's, that's what you got to do. You you get the stress off of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. You get the tension off of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and some folk laugh. When I, do you know that there are folks that actually tune into me and say crazy stuff for me to cuss them out? Yeah. That's their badge of honor. They want you to curse right. them out. Yeah. Then, then they'll put up on the, on, in the comments, I've been cussed out by the cussing pastor. I said, well, damn. Okay. But, man, I'm just, I'm looking for greater things. You know, uh, I had said that I was going to run for mayor of Memphis. Mm-hmm. And um, you don't make about $117,000 a year. Um, but I think that there are some things that need to be done. I'm at that point now, I'm probably not going to run. I'm just going to kick the ass of all these folks that's running, okay? Uh, we're getting ready for elections next year. I'm going to be very much involved in that because what I'm I'm seeing is the recycling of the old who ain't did shit that want another job. This is the this is the only thing that they can do is politics. You know, you go from the city council to the county commission, okay? You turned out, so you want to run for another office. We get all these unexperienced people, or we get people that don't go to work at all. Dennis for Love ain't been to work in three years. Joe Brown ain't been but one time down there. And 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 and, and then I'll get people that say, well, the white man did it. Does that make it right? Because the white man did it. Are we, are you saying you don't want to be like the white man, but here you are telling me that you want to follow the pattern of white folk. And let me say this on your show. My show, I've been very hard on white people. 
Okay, very hard on white people. I ain't lying on white people. Yeah. Okay. I tell his story. His story. Not our story, but his story. But I find that white people with me are beginning to treat me better than black folk. My birthday party is coming up. I don't call several black venues. People that I know personally. Uh, I'm going to pay you. Wouldn't even return my call. I'm setting up in Houston yesterday. Guy I knew from when I had the radio station downtown. Mm -hmm. So we're talking a long time, at least 15 years ago. Yeah. And I, I said, man, don't you own some buildings? He's, he said, yeah. I said, I'm looking for a place to do my 65th birthday. And you know the man gave me his place free? Just give him some advertising. I was in Biloxi this weekend, and the white, all the white folk wanted to party with me and my wife. They was just buying me shots, and I'm just taking them Tito shots too. And you know, I told my wife we got back uh, Saturday, and we went to a little place where was a bunch of black folk. Yeah. She asked me, "You got your gun?" <laughs> 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 okay, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I, I'm looking at a factor that know who you are as a black man, but also understand that you got white folk, all white folk ain't bad like all black folk ain't good. And who you going to make your money with? Black folk ain't going to give us nothing. You in this business now, okay? If you waiting to get you some black dollars to put you on top, Quit. Have a camaraderie with black folk and white folk. Some black folk won't pay you because you put them in a position where they got to pay you. Politicians, it's election time. You got to pay me. I got a platform. If you don't pay me, I'm going to want to know why you want black folks and you won't give black folk no dollars. Okay? White folk going to give me money because white folk say he got a platform. They don't care if I talk about them. Okay? Shit, I'm going to talk about anybody that is not doing anything that is constructive for black folk. Our agenda has got to be truth. That's all. It ain't the racism, okay, fine. I'm always be a black man. I know I'm a black man. I know what you as white folks did. I know your history. But let's make this money. You ain't got to like me, write me no check, Okay. You ain't even got to write it in black ink. Let's make this money. I'm doing a show today about the black rapper. Why y'all got all this beef, man? Y'all millionaires. Yeah. Are you a millionaire or are you a slave? Because you're acting like a slave. The white man has allowed you to make some money. They own you. A lot of times you and I both know that those guys with all of this so-called wealth ain't really got it. They owe the record company, mm -hmm. and the record companies have a life insurance policy on you, mm -hmm. and when you don't do what they want, for some reason you end up dead. Mm -hmm. Okay, Quit wearing it all around your neck and on your arms. Yeah. I'm not telling you to invest in your community if that ain't what you want to do. 
invest in yourself? What's your legacy going to be when you die? Is your children and your grandchildren and their children, are they going to have anything? Are you going to buy any real estate? Are you going to own some buildings? Or is it all going to be in what you drive and on your arms? Wow. Deep. Yeah. Love it, man. Hey, that is Matthews. Thank man, you. It's been my pleasure. And man. let me tell you, I'm proud of you, brother. Thank you, man. I'm proud of you for stepping out on your own. In this industry? Yeah. Tough. It's cutthroat, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's cutthroat. But I'll say it here on your program. Anything that I can help you do, okay, I'll do it. I, I, I told some of the young guys, I'm the OG in this business, mm-hmm. okay? I've paved the way so it ain't as hard for you young guys. We didn't have none of all this, all this shit you got right here. That's Cassim's gown, man. ISF Productions, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Oh, we gonna do some things. Yeah, hey, you be smart, man, to get with them. Everybody out yeah. there be smart to get with them. When you when you see black men that are doing, mm-hmm. see, all of us ain't dogs. No, we're not. Okay. Yeah. Some of us work hard at our craft, man, mm-hmm. and working hard at our craft is what makes it. Now you gonna make some money in the business. You know, you got more folks that like you than me. Uh, <laughs> But, man, you know, just stay true to your game. I will, man. You know, I hear you, whatever your doctrine is, okay? See, I done got away from Baptist doctrine, Church (laughs) of God and Christ doctrine. I just believe in the awesomeness of God. Yeah, the most high, no doubt. Okay? And and God lets me cuss. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I asked God that one day. Why am I the cussing pastor. This was nothing I intentionally did, man. It was the 16th of December, 2017. I'm in my office at the church just doing my rant. I did a four-hour thing. I was doing the Cheryl Wright thing. About five minutes of it, I went into a cuss. Somebody took the five minutes, forget the rest of the show, and put it on social media. I didn't know about it till that Monday. They were calling me a cussing pastor. When I saw it that Monday morning, 1.3 million people had already seen it. I registered the name the cussing pastor, okay? What somebody meant for bad, man, worked out for my good. I still make money off of it. You know, I get the death threats. But, you know, I tell them no weapon that is formed against me can prosper. If I was scared to tell it, brother, the day I get scared is the day I'll cut the mic off. I'll drop the mic. That's my last day. I was born, I've known all my life since a young child that God has a plan and a purpose for my life and I have not gotten there yet, okay? And you can't kill me until his purpose is fulfilled. And then when you kill me, I got good insurance and a good undertaker, so hell, it it is what it is. 
Outstanding, man. Thanks again, my guy, Thaddeus Matthews. And that's going to do it for a great edition of the Doc Holiday Show where we love to uplift black men, black woman, black teen, black child, black royalty. Until next time, God willing, we out. Thanks, Dad. What you Thanks, got man. the most? Thanks, man. Outstanding, my guy. I know.